Welcome to Centerpoint Church, where we are all about loving and leading people to a life-changing connection with Christ. We're so excited that you decided to join us today, and we believe that no matter where you're listening from, this message will enhance your connection with Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Okay, hi, my name is Ann Hansen. Good to see you guys. Good to see you this morning. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm excited to continue our relationship series. We've been learning about friendships. We've been learning about communication. And today, we're going to learn about forgiveness. Just kidding. (laughs) I know it's a hard topic for a lot of us. But um, anyway, you know, I'm here as one of your pastors. And um, as I was preparing for this message, I, I kept hearing this song. Uh, in my in my head all week, and it's an old song, but it says like, "Remember your chains, remember the prison that once held you before the love of God broke through. Remember the place you were without grace." And I felt like the Lord was saying, "Do you remember all that you've been forgiven of?" Do you remember? And I know, like, today I try and come, like, you know, I put on fake eyelashes, which started to pop off during the 9 o'clock service, which I knew it. I don't know how to do these things, but, uh, you know, I try and, like, plan out my outfit, you know, just slimming, whatever can be. Okay, anyway. But, uh, but you know, the, the truth of the matter is that, you know, we all have been recipients of grace. We've all uh, committed all kinds of things that we would be embarrassed to talk about with one another. And I wanted to just read this one passage. Proverbs 6, 17 through 19 says this. There are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict and community. And I have to say, man, looking at this list, I I haven't uh, murdered anyone, uh, praise God, but I have in my heart, (laughs) which Jesus says is is pretty much the same thing. And I definitely, looking at this list, uh, the lying, uh, the pride, the self-righteousness, the the gossip, the slander, um, scheming things, directly saying things to to cut people down. I've definitely engaged in all of these things. And if we uh, focus too much on the things that we've been delivered from, man, it could be a very debilitating place to just think about all the crap in your life, all the embarrassing, humiliating things that you have done. But I thank God for Jesus Christ, right? I thank God for the cross, that he has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Praise God that he uh, makes us new. He says the old is gone, the new has come. He says that um, he is our faithful father and I've experienced that. I've experienced Jesus as my closest friend. I've experienced the Holy Spirit uh, being the one that leads me into truth. And in every time, and even when I screw up, because I actually screw up a lot. Every time he corrects me and he never shames me and he just leads me back to that place that I need to be. Isn't he a good God? Yeah, he's a faithful father. So 
I want that to be our starting place because I know that talking about forgiveness is difficult and I just think it's actually hilarious that I'm the one who's talking to you about forgiveness because forgiveness has been something that has been very difficult for me for my entire life. I've partnered with unforgiveness for so long. Oh my God. So it's been a long time. I've, I've partnered with this unforgiveness for so long. But I have to say that learning about forgiveness has changed my life more than anything. So I'm telling you, if God can teach me, he can teach you. It's, it's not impossible. I know a lot of you are already thinking, oh no, I, I can't do this. I can't do this. But I'm telling you, it is possible through Jesus Christ. Okay. So I want us to read Ephesians uh, 4, 31 to 32 together. Okay. Read it from the screen. Ready? Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. Wow, okay, so this is a high, high mark uh, for us, a high standard. And I noticed something about the scriptures. A lot of these scriptures about forgiveness say, forgive as you've been forgiven. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Here's another one I want us to read together. It's Colossians 3, 12 through 14. And let's read this together. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen. So forgive as the Lord forgave you. Uh, another one, I'm not going to have you read it, but it's the Lord's Prayer. And so the Lord's Prayer is often esteemed as like, you know, this is how you pray. And Jesus said, uh, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors. And so there's this correlation, there's this connection between being forgiven in Christ and forgiving others through Christ. You see that? Forgive, being forgiven in Christ and forgiving others through Christ. There's definitely this connection, this correlation. And so, um, you know, we have to remember that we've been forgiven much. That's our starting place. We've been forgiven much. And now we need to go forgive. And I grew up uh, in the church, and I grew up in my house, and hearing all these commands to forgive, I would hear it on Sunday mornings, and I would feel so confused. Like, how do you actually forgive? Like, anyone else join me in this? Like, how do you actually forgive? Because in my household, it was a lot like this. There'd be screaming, and then there'd be silent treatment, and then there would be a grudge, and then one day we all act normal again. Is that not the reality for a lot of you guys? Okay, that, that was my house. Okay, so, so for me to understand, like, how do you actually forgive? I actually don't know. So, okay, so forgiveness, I know it's a hard topic for a lot of us because when we get hurt, we get angry. We get hurt, we get angry. And when we're offended, we want some kind of justice. And um, I feel like there's so many reasons to be angry these days. I don't know if it's just like me, if it's social media, like just feels like there's a ton of reasons to get angry today, a, a ton of reasons to be offended. Like there's these um, people on, on social media that like, it was like their mission to like just take me down. Like every day they were posting about me and I just thought that was so crazy. Um, <clears throat> sometimes we can get mad for other people. 
Like uh, the other day, my friend said, oh, my, my son got hit by a truck. I'm like, oh, how dare they hit Samuel with a truck? You know? uh, and we can get like that. And I know I'm just scratching the surface because a lot of us have deep wounds. We have deep pain. A lot of us, I'm realizing that it's actually more common to have trauma to recover from than not. And it's rough. It is rough. I understand that. And sometimes hearing someone say, you must forgive, actually sounds really, really infuriating. It's like, do you understand like, how hard it is? Do you understand uh, how difficult this would be for me? And it feels like this. It feels like you're saying, okay, I have to forgive, but I'm the one who has all the wounding. And they go scot-free. And now I have to feel guilty because I don't want to forgive, and they're still scot-free. It, it could feel like that, couldn't it, could it not? Yes. It could really feel like that. So you're the one that has to take everything and they get away scot-free. And um, I remember early on in my marriage with John, like I would, um, we were in the church and, and we were doing ministry and like things would happen and my MO would always be just to get angry. And so something would happen and I would come home and talk to John about it and say like, oh, did you hear what they said about me? Or did you, did you hear what they said about you? Or did you hear what they did to you? And I would like wait for his response because I want him to like be mad. And then he would say these little phrases to me. And one of the phrases was this, James 1.20. He would say this, well, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. <laughs> and now I'm mad at you, John Hansen, because... <laughs> You're supposed to be my husband, and you're supposed to be offended with me. That's how you love me, you know? You're supposed to be offended with me, you know? Yeah, but he's right. I understand he's right. Uh, anger always gives way to offense. And then offense gives way to bitterness. And bitterness is a dangerous, scary thing in our lives. Bitterness takes over every area of our, of our lives. Bitterness is such an invasive thing. You know, John and I, we used to live in this house like really close to Target. And um, we had this tree in our backyard. It was a very, very invasive tree. And so we would call this like the weed tree. It's not marijuana, don't worry. Yeah, but it, we called it the weed tree because literally it would send out roots and shoots like everywhere. And, uh, we would wake up, if it had rained, we would look outside in our backyard, we would have like 15 trees in the middle of our lawn, and just in the middle of the grass, because this tree was so invasive. It took over every other plant, every other tree in its path, and that's how bitterness looks like to me. Bitterness takes over every area of your lives. It will choke out the good fruit in your life. And so the Lord warns us about bitterness, and he says this, in Hebrews 12, it says this, work at living in peace with everyone. Because it takes work, doesn't it? Work at living in peace. And work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you corrupting many. Okay, so it says, don't let a bitter root grow up. And if I have bitterness in my heart, it's going to be really, really hard for me to forgive. Because bitterness 
It comes from festering, ruminating, like mulling over that offense, like, and you just rehearse it again and again. And it is a poison to your body, it's a poison to your life, and it will affect many. That's what the scripture says. Bitter, bitterness, it saturates every part of who you are, physically, your body, your soul, your spirit, your thoughts, it takes over. And it says in the word of God, it says, watch out, see to it. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. See to it. See to it that none of you fails to receive the grace of God, right? But a bitter person, they want to receive justice. They want to receive payback. They want to receive um, revenge, right? And I'm speaking from personal experience. This is at its core unforgiveness, yeah, this is not forgiveness. Forgiveness doesn't say, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll forgive after I, I get revenge. This is unforgiveness at its core. And so unforgiveness is dangerous to us because it opens the door to the enemy more than anything else in our lives. Unforgiveness is like having a portal like to hell <laughs> open in your lives. It's really dangerous. Okay, and so we have all these commands to forgive, but how do we do it? What is forgiveness and what is not forgiveness? So I'm gonna go over this. So if you want a screenshot, I, I welcome you to pull out your phones uh, or take notes, but forgiveness is not, okay? So we're gonna start there. Forgiveness is not permission for a transgressor to engage in hurtful conduct. It is not permission for a transgressor to engage in hurtful conduct. So it's not permission for you to abuse me. It's not permission for you to traumatize me. It's not a permission for you to trample me. It's not permission for you to treat me like trash. Forgiveness is not any of those things, okay? Uh, I, I remember when my, ki my kids were little and we're trying to teach them about forgiveness and apologizing and, uh, you know, ki kids are, are brutal, right? And so Toby would like bop Noah in the head just, just to do it, right? And then Noah would be crying and be like, it's okay, you know, I'm like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> It's not okay. Like, say, it's not okay, but I forgive you. And how many of us have been taught to say, it's okay, after someone apologizes? No, it's not okay. It's not okay, and yet I forgive you. And so forgiveness is not permission for a transgressor to engage in hurtful conduct. And then the second one is this. It is not justifying someone's actions. It's not justifying them. It's not trying to explain it away. It's not trying to um, discern, well, what they really meant to do was, you know, it's not trying to explain, like, why things were difficult, why the circumstance was like it was, and blah, blah, blah. I remember Toby came home from school one time when he was little, and I got the story wrong at 9 o'clock. But anyway, what happened was he had um, gotten poked in the eye by a pencil. And when he told me about it, he was like, oh, no, 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 he didn't do it on purpose. I'm like... Yeah, he did. <laughs> how, did. How did he get poked in the eye by a pencil? Not on purpose. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. And he was trying to get me to not be mad at this kid because he still liked this kid. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness is not about justifying someone's actions. It's not. It's not about justifying their actions. And then the third is this. It is not letting someone off the hook. It is not letting them off the hook because the reality is they're still on God's hook. 
And so am I. And I thank the Lord. They're still on God's hook because God is sovereign. He is almighty. He is righteous. And he's merciful and just. I thank the Lord I'm on God's hook instead of your hook. You know, I thank the Lord that I was not treated according to how my sins deserve. They're still on God's hook. And so we're not necessarily letting them off the hook. They're still on God's hook. And and that's a good place to be. And finally, forgiveness is not a guarantee of reconciliation. Reconciliation is a very different thing. That means we're gonna continue to have a relationship and forgiveness is not that. Forgiveness is about this transaction between me and my father. It's, it's, a, it's this type of movement. And so when we talk about forgiveness, this is what forgiveness is. What is forgiveness? It's simply this. It's giving others what God gave us in Christ. It's giving others what God gave us in Christ. It's simply that. It's giving others what God gave us in Christ. Okay, so Psalm 103.10 says this. This is the core of what it is. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. Or repay us according to our iniquities. Thank you, Jesus. Right? He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. So forgiveness is this. Forgiveness says, I will not treat you as your sins deserve. I will not treat you as your sins deserve. I'm actually giving you what you don't deserve, which is a clean slate. I'm hitting the reset button. I'm wiping everything away. Forgiveness is giving you what you don't deserve. I'm not keeping any more records. They're gone. Forgiveness is giving what they don't deserve, a clean slate. And forgiveness is also, the second one, letting go of all expectations. And I know for me, that was a hard one. True forgiveness is letting go of all expectations. Because forgiveness is saying, you don't owe me anything anymore. You don't owe me anything. I don't need anything from you in order to heal. I'm healing with Jesus. I don't need you to validate me. I don't need you to understand my pain. I don't need you to make wrong things right. I don't need you to reverse the trauma. I don't need you to understand me. Forgiveness is saying, I'm letting go of all expectations. I'm letting go of all expectations. Uh, And forgiveness restores the standard. Forgiveness restores the standard. And so forgiveness says, I actually am very aware of what you did, and it was very bad. But I forgive you. It's acknowledgement that an offense happened, a transgression happened, but I forgive you. And forgiveness says it's not okay, but I recognize that you are more than your actions. Forgiveness says it's not okay what you did, but you are more than your actions. Unforgiveness says that you are that evil thing that you did. You are your worst day. And that is the reality of unforgiveness. It's holding people and saying, I'm holding you hostage to your worst day and you are that day. But forgiveness says you are bigger than that. You are more than your worst day. You are more than that. And that's the truth. I'm more than that and you're more than that, right? You are more than your worst day. I am more than my worst day. And forgiveness restores that standard to say they are more, I am more. Everything's under the blood of Jesus. Forgiveness restores that standard. And then finally, forgiveness is a process because this takes time. And the Lord will bring things up 
as you're ready for more. Because sometimes we forget things. Uh, I started a forgiveness process uh, with someone who really uh, abused me uh, in si- when I was 16. And I continue that process when I was in my 30s. I wasn't ready for more in my 20s. And the Lord was gracious with me, and he brought to mind what needed to be healed when I was in my 30s. And so it is a process, and it's okay to be in process. Okay, and then why would God ask you to forgive? Have you ever thought about that? Why would God ask you to forgive? It's hard, right? Why would God ask you to forgive? Because forgiveness is for us. It is God's gift to us. It is his way of ensuring that the past doesn't get to keep hurting you anymore. This is God's way of saying, you'll heal now. You'll be free now if you forgive. Forgiveness is God's gift to us. Forgiveness is for us. It sets us free. Forgiveness will heal you. Forgiveness will set you free. Forgiveness never changes what actually happened, but forgiveness changes us. Yeah, and that's what we need. We need need to be set free. Okay, Uh, there's a study from the University of Pennsylvania, and um, that's a, I'm from the East Coast, and this is a very prestigious school. I think they're an Ivy League, and they're they're a non-Christian. They're not a Christian school. But there's a study, and I'm gonna read exactly from this study. It says this. The benefits of forgiveness, however, are most significant for the individual who has been transgressed rather than the transgressor. Failing to forgive or unforgiveness is the practice of engaging in ruminative thoughts of anger, vengeance, hate, resentment that have unproductive outcomes for the ruminator, such as increased anxiety, depression, elevated blood pressure, vascular resistance, decreased immune response, and worse outcomes in coronary artery disease. Practicing forgiveness enables the transgressed individual to reduce their engagement in rumination, thus reducing their experience of anger, resentment, and hate. Forgiveness, then, is a pathway to psychological well-being and health outcomes. Wow. What do you think of that? Isn't that crazy that, that God's word always proves true? <laughs> right? And the reality is we are image bearers, meaning we are made in the image of God. God is love. We were made to love. We were not made to hate, right? And unforgiveness wreaks havoc on us. Having that hatred, it wreaks havoc on us. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, mentally, it wreaks havoc on us because we were not created to do that. Unforgiveness does not jive with our design. That's why when we live in love, we experience a lot of health. We experience a lot of peace. Uh, we experience like um, just the, the goodness of God in our lives because that's his design. So when God says forgive, he really says this is for your benefit. This is for your healing. This is to set you free and do it, okay? <laughs> to forgive is to set a captive free and then to realize you're the one that was captive. Okay, so how do you forgive through prayer? Again, this is, will be a part where you can just take notes. How to forgive through prayer? Because forgiveness is this. We're doing, we're, this is between us and God. So we're going to pray, and we're not going to pretend it didn't happen. We're not going to minimize it. We're not going to try and justify what happened. We're just going to say it like it is. We're going to tell the Lord. Our first step is we're going to tell the Lord what happened. They abused me. 
They raped me. They traumatized me. They abandoned me. They cheated on me. They, they slandered me. Whatever it is, tell the Lord about what they did. And then the second thing is this. Tell the Lord how it damaged you. Tell the Lord how it damaged you. And this is part of having to feel to heal. We don't want to feel because it, it, it feels bad, right? But we have to feel to heal. So tell the Lord how it made you feel. It made me feel worthless. It made me feel ashamed. It made me feel uh, humiliated, uh, unimportant, invisible, inadequate, not good enough, however it is. And if there are some of you guys here that you're like, I don't have feelings, I can't connect to the feelings, it's probably because you've buried a lot of this stuff and I'm very good at bearing, so I'm right there with you. Just ask the Lord to bring back the emotions, to bring back details, and he, he's faithful to do it. I've seen this multiple times over and over again. Just ask the Lord, Lord, remind me of what it was uh, that happened to me and remind me of how it affected me and immediately he'll bring it back. The third thing is this, surrender everything to the Lord. So everything that we talked about in number one and two, surrender it to the Lord. So surrender all the damage, surrender all the negative words, surrender the pain, the, the rejection, the abandonment, the confusion, surrender all that. Surrender your, your desire for revenge, right? Surrender the bitterness, surrender all of that to the Lord and surrender it and just be done with it. Give it to Jesus. And then the final thing is bless them. Now, I know that that sounds crazy to bless the people that just did all these terrible things to you, but full forgiveness culminates in blessing. Full forgiveness culminates in blessing. And so blessing, at its core, blessing is speaking God's highest intention over that person. That's, that's the blessing. And this is what God's word says to us. It says in Romans 12, 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless them. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. And so I know that this can feel really crazy. When I first did this, I did it like um, through gritted teeth, like, like a dog, like, like, God, I bless them with um, peace. You know, like, I literally felt like a bulldog, you know, like, anyway, uh, God, I bless them with peace. I bless them to be full of your love, you know. Um, but I wanna just encourage you, obey the Lord in this. Yeah. Obey first and your feelings will line up later. Yeah. Don't be led by your feelings because your feelings will steer you wrong sometimes, you know? Obey the Lord and the feelings will line up. So bless them, bless them. Okay, and then what about reconciliation? What about reconciliation? Because forgiveness and reconciliation, we're talking about these things, are two different things. Forgiveness is a, something that I'm doing between me and the Lord, but then reconciliation is this way. Reconciliation requires like the two of us to um, experience something where there's an acknowledgement of wrong, trust is rebuilt, uh, there's an atmosphere of respect and honor, there is intention of, of doing things better <laughs> in life, an acknowledgement of wrong and, and a change, a course correct. And these type of things, um, be open to it if it's possible. And I know it's not always possible. So be open to it if it's possible, but I know it's not always possible. Sometimes you have to have a boundary there, a wall, <laughs> whatever it is, but be open if it's possible because Romans 12, 18 says this, if it is possible, so there's an if, even in God's word, there's an if. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. 
Okay, I have a story about reconciliation that I wanted to share. Um, uh, like years back, there was this uh, staff member at our church who um, created an extreme violation for me. And it wasn't personal to me, but it definitely felt personal, and I took it personally. That what this person did, it felt like a direct attack against the assignment of the Lord on my life to bring healing, uh, freedom from sexual trauma, uh, prayer ministry. It, it felt like it was a direct attack on the assignment that God had on me and this, this church. And so I took it personally. It really was hard because it was an extreme violation. And I struggled to forgive because I knew that I needed to forgive because the Lord had already taught me about this at this point. So I knew I needed to forgive and I tried and I would do this again and again. I forgive for blah, blah, blah. And I acknowledge that this makes me feel frustrated, you know, angry, enraged, you know, all, all the things that I, I felt. <laughs> and, uh, and so um, I, and I kept doing this, but like the thing is like I kept hearing about what this person was doing. And so, you know, and people felt like it was their duty to tell me what this person was doing right now. And I literally had to tell people, can you literally stop telling me what this person is doing? I, I can't handle it. I, I really can't take it. I, I blocked all my social media. I blocked my phone number. I told John Hanson, stop telling me what he's doing, you know, everything. I just had to cut it off from my life because it was really jacking me up. And so um, I finally felt like I was getting to a place of, of peace with this person. Like I could visualize him in my mind's eye and, and be okay. Until John Hansen, <laughs> until John Hansen one day says, I'm going to take communion with this person. And I said, wow, you, you go do that. Good for you. That's great. Because I'm not doing it. I'm not going with you. And... <laughs> And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to do communion. And then the Lord started to harass me. <laughs> Have you ever been harassed by the Lord? It's really treacherous. It's really, really terrible. It's really bad. And the only way to be released of this harassment is to obey the Lord. It's really bad. Okay, so basically, I finally decided I would obey. So I said, okay, I'll go with you. And it was so hard for me to do that, that I, I had these two friends, they interceded for me for two hours. <laughs> That's how bad it was. But they did, and I went. And he um, acknowledged his wrong. He took full responsibility for what he did. Um, he, he recognized the pain that he created in our lives and in the lives of our church members. And... Um, and I, and I told him to his face, I forgive you. I forgive you. It was hard though, but I did it. And then we celebrated communion together. Ooh. Man. And that day I was set free. I was genuinely set free. I thought I was free. But I was set free that day. I, I don't have like a continued relationship with him. You know, it's not like we're buddy buddies, like BFFs. We're not supposed to be. But um, I'm at peace with him now. And he's at peace with me. And so maybe you're in a place where you need to reconcile with someone. Maybe you need to do it. Or maybe um, this is just stuff that you're going to 
tuck away for later, but I wanna teach you the steps for reconciliation. And again, it's gonna be on the screen. And it's from Barry and Lori Byrne. They're, they're wonderful, uh, the guy's a therapist. And um, first of all, when you're going to that person, you don't try and give an explanation. You don't try and justify your behavior. You just state what you did wrong. Okay, so this is what I did wrong, and this is what I did to hurt you. So this is the first thing. Just state what you did. This is what I did wrong, and this is how I hurt you. And then the second thing is this, and this is the pain I believe I've caused you. And say it, I believe I caused you to, um, whatever it is, experience mistrust, rejection, like you, you were devastated, you, you, what, all the things. And then check for, um, check for understanding. Ask for feedback. Am I correct? Is there more that you wanna say? And then take their feedback. Take their feedback and then say it back to them. Okay, so what you're saying is, I caused you to feel like you can never trust a, a friend ever again, or whatever it is that they're saying to you. And then the third thing is this. Tell them how you feel about putting them through this pain. There has to be some kind of regret, right? So you, you tell them, I feel, I feel ashamed of myself that I did this to you. I feel tremendous guilt. I feel um, so embarrassed of myself. I really feel so badly that I hurt you like this. I feel badly that I put you through this horrible season of your life. And just tell them how you feel about causing them this type of pain. And then the final thing is, after all of this, then you can say, will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? And if you received an apology like this, gosh, wouldn't it feel amazing? Wouldn't it feel so great? Because part of why we have trouble forgiving is because you don't know what you did to me. You don't know how you jacked me up. You don't know how this crushed me, right? But if part of, part of this reconciliation is for them to understand and for them to know, and that sets us free too. And I wanna say, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. As far as it depends on you, live as, things happen. You're gonna get hurt and you're gonna hurt others and it's gonna happen, hurt happens, but your response is your responsibility. It's always your responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. So forgive, that's my main point for today, forgive, if you haven't gotten that already. Okay, okay Colossians 3. Let's read this together, okay? So Colossians 3, actually don't read it with me. Colossians 3, it says this, therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. So God's word starts with speaking your identity over you. You are God's chosen people. You are holy and dearly loved, as in you can do this. You can do this. This is what you are. This is who, what you were created for. You are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. You've got this. Clothe yourselves with compassion. You've got this, right? Clothe yourselves with kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and bear with each other. Bear with each other. Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Because remember, you've been a recipient of this grace. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want to pray for us. If you feel like, okay, I really need to forgive someone and I need God's help to to for me to forgive, can you just raise your hand and we're all going to pray for you, okay? 
And maybe the Lord, you didn't realize that you need to forgive someone, but, but now because of this message, you're like, oh, actually, yeah, I'm still mad. Okay, just, just raise your hand and, and pray with me. Jesus, thank you that you have forgiven me. I remember my chains. I remember all that I've done against you, and yet you've forgiven me. You have not treated me according to how my, what, what I deserve. Lord, and I thank you, God, for that. And I declare, Lord, that because of your help, because of what you did for us on the cross, through your death and resurrection, through you wiping my uh, slate clean, I can also do this for this other person. I can also forgive them, Lord. I thank you, God, that you know all my pain. I don't need stuff from this other person. I'm getting all my healing from you. I'm getting everything that I need from heaven. Thank you, Jesus, that you're doing this for all of us. And Lord, I pray um, right now, even for the negative effects on, on our bodies from the unforgiveness, Lord, we take authority over it right now and we just send it to the feet of Jesus. Every bit of anxiety, depression, like neck pain, back pain, like stomach issues, Lord, we, we invite your healing touch over all of it right now and say, thank you, Lord, that you paid for all of this on the cross. And so we're gonna receive everything that you paid for on the cross today in Jesus' name, amen. And then keep praying with me because some of us here, we need to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior for the first time today. There's some of us here that we need to know that Jesus is the perfect son of God. He came and lived a perfect life. He came to die. He came as payment for your sins. He came to set you free. And if you need to accept Jesus Christ today, would you raise your hand? And just say, yes, I choose to, to say yes to Jesus today. I choose to accept him as my Lord and Savior today. I'm looking out because I don't want to miss you. If there's any of you, okay, I see you in the back. Thank you. I see you right there. Thank you. In the back corner over there. Anyone else? Anyone else want to say yes to Jesus? Okay, thank you. I see you over there. Okay. Okay, so Jesus, pray this with me. Jesus, I acknowledge I can't forgive myself. I can't redeem myself. I can't save myself. I need you, Jesus, to save me, to heal me, to set me free. I need you to scrub me clean, Jesus, with your blood. I declare your blood speaks a better word than every single thing I've ever done in my life. Your blood speaks a better word over me, and I receive your better word, Jesus, over my life. Lord, would you come in and be my savior, my Lord, my healer, my redeemer, my father, my friend, my comforter, the one that leads me into truth. Holy Spirit, would you fill all these people right now and baptize them with your Holy Spirit. Allow them to experience a supernatural presence of who you are in their bodies right now. God, I pray that they would have wisdom and revelation according to your spirit in them, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness. We receive it today. And we say we are yours. You are ours, Lord. We are yours. And we say thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Would you stand with me? Thank you. We're going to sing together Jesus over everything. Jesus over everything. Amen.